The Kings failed to build off their big win over the Lightning by playing an undisciplined, mistake-filled game against the Jets. We'll break it all down, focus on the issues, and ask why is this happening and what the team's going to do about it. All that next in this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We're at 808 subscribers. Thank you so much for getting us to our goal of 800 by the end of the month. And uh, we now have a new goal. Let's try and get to 900 by the start of December. Thank you for all your support of the YouTube channel and the podcast as well. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years, and of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. So the Kings hosted the Winnipeg Jets last night looking to follow up on their top performance of the season against Tampa Bay on Tuesday, and hopefully we would see another solid three periods of hockey. As far as the lineup for last night's game, the usual top line, Andre Kopitar at center, Kevin Fiala on the left wing, Adrian Kempe on the right wing, Philip Deneau centering the second line. Victor Arvidsson was in the lineup, coming back from missing the game against Tampa with an illness, Trevor Moore playing on the left side. Jarrett Anderson Dolan centered the third line because of an illness to Quentin Byfield. Arthur Kalia played on his left wing, Gabe Velarde on the right wing, and the usual fourth line of Blake Lazat at center with Brendan Lemieux on the left side and Carl Grundstrom on the right side. The defensive pairings are the same as we've seen for the last several games. Drew Doughty and Mikey Anderson, the top pairing. Sean Jersey and Matt Roy, the second pairing. And Brant Clark and Alex Edler as the third pairing. And the goaltender was... Jonathan Quick and Quentin Byfield was scratched because of an illness, and Sean Walker also scratched in this one. Alex Iafalo is on injured reserve. As for the lineup for the Kings, um, again, Victor Arvidsson returning after missing that game on Tuesday, back at his usual spot on the right wing in the second line. Uh, the versatile Jarrett Anderson Dolan playing center on the third line after playing wing the game before. Uh, again, Quentin Byfield out with an illness. Hopefully, there's not uh, some sort of flu bug going through the team that we saw. Victor Arvidsson gets sick and miss a game. Now we've seen Quentin Byfield get sick and miss a game. Hopefully that's not something that we're going to see going forward with other players. Um, and, and talking about Jared Anderson Dolan, one of the reasons why he made the roster coming out of training camp is that he is a versatile player. He's a guy who could play on the wing or at center. Um, I know there are some other players that could fill that type of role as well, but uh, he he he's somebody that does that, and he can jump into either of those roles without getting a lot of playing time and still be pretty effective. So that's one of the reasons why uh, he was able to make the roster out of training camp, and we're seeing his versatility here early on in the season. The defense, again, was the same as it has been the last few games, and Jonathan Quick back in net, making his third straight start. All right, let's get into it. The Kings looked tremendous at the start of this game. All four lines were rolling. Victor Arbitson showed no signs of any illness. He looked great. And yet, for the fourth time in nine games this season, a Kings opponent scored on their first shot on goal. 
Adam Ernie of the Red Wings did it. Cody Glass of the Predators did it. Jan Ruda of the Penguins did it. And last night, Mark Shifley of the Jets did it. To the credit of the Kings, the hot start they had to, to start the game continued, and they dominated the first period in puck possession time, uh, shots on goal, and L.A. eventually did see the fruits of their labor as they uh, were able to score some goals. Uh, first, the Jets had a too many men on the ice penalty, and Arthur Kaliev gets his second goal of the season on the power play, and the Kings tied it up at 1-1. Kings kept it going, took the lead less than a minute later with Blake Lazat scoring in close at the side of the net, make it 2-1 Kings, and then right after a penalty on the Jets expired, Gabe Velarde got a piece of a Kevin Fiala shot to make it 3-1 with his team-leading sixth goal of the season, and everything was looking great. The Jets, with about five minutes to play in the opening period, had one shot on goal. Now, the one shot did go into the net, but still, again, five minutes to go in the opening period, and your opponent has been held to one shot on goal. And L.A. continued to outplay the Jets. They drew their fourth power play of the opening period, and it looked like maybe a chance to put this game away early. And they gave up a shorthanded goal to Adam Lowry. And the game actually should have been tied after the first period because not long after they scored that shorthander, Dylan DeMello of the Jets missed a wide-open net on one of the worst misses I've seen in a long time. So despite dominating the first period and outshooting Winnipeg 17-6, to it was a 3-2 lead for the Kings. And when you dominate that much, it shouldn't be a one-goal game. Uh, and, and like I said, actually, if the reality was it probably should have been tied. Uh, that was one of the most bizarre opening periods of Kings hockey I have seen in quite some time. It shouldn't have been. That, that was not the score it should have been. And yet it was, and it was a bit of a microcosm of some of the issues we've seen with the Kings so far this season. We'll get more into that in a bit. But second period comes along, and Alex Edler, the Kings, took a tripping penalty, and the Jets did score this time to tie it up at 3-3, and then took a 4-3 lead on a shot from the blue line that found its way past Jonathan Quick with less than a minute to go in the period. So the Kings, after a dominant first period, now finds themselves at home, down a goal, going into the third. In the third, L.A., to their credit, would tie it up. Trevor Moore scoring a nice goal. Um, but the Kings didn't get really much of a bump in momentum after getting that goal. Um, and it looked like we might be headed to overtime, but the Jets took the lead on a deflected shot that went in past Jonathan Quick and then sealed it with an empty netter. Final score, Winnipeg 6, L.A. 4. Kings fall to 4-5 and five on the season and follow up their best game of the season, the win over Tampa Bay on Tuesday, with... Well, not one of their best games of the season. Kings TV play-by-play man Alex Bow said during the broadcast that the game was entertaining, and I like Alex. I think he does a great job, and he has stepped in and done a, a good job for the great Bob Miller following in those footsteps. Um, but I say this respectfully, Alex. I disagree. I found not much entertaining about that game. Honestly, it was a lot like that game earlier this year against Minnesota where the Kings won 7-6, to six, and I was a mess watching that game I was so stressed out and I didn't enjoy watching this game uh maybe you did now after you know when it was 3-1 in the first period I was enjoying that but the rest of the game uh not so much maybe you enjoyed it I did not it was uh it was a pond hockey game and uh that's not what we're looking for uh with the LA Kings so we're going to break it down uh, and try and figure out what continues to go wrong for the Kings, at least more often than not this season. 
Uh, and we will do that in just a moment. But first, I need to remind you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting this season. Uh, they give you all the info you could need. Uh, you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you need to find. Uh, and as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the World Series, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so uh, let's get into this one and start with our post-mortem on this loss uh, to the Winnipeg Jets. And look at the goals that were allowed. Jonathan Quick ended up allowing five goals on just 18 shots. We mentioned earlier, Winnipeg scored on its first shot of the game. Uh, and again, the fourth time this season that an opponent has scored on their first shot. And there have been a couple of times this season that was similar to last night's game where the Kings were clearly the better team against Pittsburgh was the same way. The Kings started great. And yet it seems like with LA, when they make a mistake, it ends up in the back of their net. Um, so let's talk about the, the issue. Um, so we mentioned that the Kings, let's start off with that first goal. Um, it was a breakaway goal. Um, and uh, it started because of a Kings mistake, which is usually how the Kings uh, allow goals. It's something that they've done wrong. I'm not trying to take away some credit to the opponent, but anyway, this this first goal, you had LA Kings center Philip Deneau in the Kings zone, uh, or excuse me, in the Winnipeg zone. He's at the blue line, and he makes a blind behind-the-back pass into the center of the ice. He was trying to get it to defenseman Sean Dursey. It deflected off the skate of Jets forward Mark Shifley, who ended up with a breakaway, scored on a perfect shot in the upper right corner, glove side on quick, and it's one nothing. Now, if you're going to make that blind backhand pass, you have to be 100% sure that it's going to connect. It's an unnecessary risk, and it costs the Kings. Uh, Winnipeg's Brendan Dillon later called for a tripping penalty. L.A. holding a 3-1 lead, had a faceoff in the Jets zone. Andre Kopitar won the faceoff, and Gabe Velarde and Kem Fiala were out-hustled to the puck by a Jets player. Then... Fiala and Adrian Kempe didn't hustle back on defense. That left Drew Doughty trying to defend on two one, a two-on-one breakaway, and then Doughty didn't take away the pass, and it led to the shorthanded goal, that huge goal that made it 3-2. That was one of the worst goals the Kings have allowed this season because their best players were all involved in, in, in bad hockey. Uh, Gabe Velarde, Kevin Fiala, Adrian Kempe, Drew Doughty. All these guys failed on that play, all of them. That's just not acceptable. The third goal, the Kings uh, were shorthanded after Alex Eller took a tripping call. Jets had a player at the right faceoff dot, and defenseman Sean Dursey went to him and left Pierre-Luc Dubois alone at the side of the net. Now, that left his defensive partner, Matt Roy, in a tough position. He was in, in the front of the net, and he had a player behind him, so he has to cover the back door but he also has a player in front of him. So he basically kind of took away the middle ground and that left Jonathan Quick one-on-one -on -one with Pierre-Luc Dubois and he scored. So Jersey needs to recognize which player is more dangerous on the ice. Uh, is it the player with the puck at the face-off dot or is it the guy standing at the doorstep? And if you're going to go to the player at the dot, you have to make sure he does not get the pass through to the player who's standing at the side of the net. 
The fourth goal, it was just a wrist shot from the point straight away, and it went through Brendan Lemieux, and Brant Clark kind of passed right in front of Jonathan Quick at the last second, so maybe that affected his vision of it a little bit. It, it beat Quick glove side, and you hate to see a shot from that far out going regardless of the circumstances. After the Kings tied it, Winnipeg took the lead for good after L.A. Failed to, uh, failed to clear the puck out of their own end on multiple occasions. A shot from just inside the blue line towards the net was deflected in. Quick was probably a little bit too far out of his net. And then the Jets, Jets added an empty net goal. And that was after, by the way, Brendan Lemieux took a penalty to prevent L.A. the opportunity to pull the goalie and get a man advantage. Instead, they had to play five on five with no goalie, and they put it in the empty net, and that was that. And the Kings lose six to four. So as you can see, and I'm not trying to take any credit away from the Winnipeg Jets, and certainly their their goaltender, Connor Hellebuck, had a wonderful game. But it's it seems to me more often than not, it's the Kings' mistakes that are leading to the goals against. So it is correctable, uh, but when are we going to start correcting it? Uh, we will discuss that in a minute. But I need to tell you real quick that the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. Simply Safe protects you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professionals who monitor your home and uh, they'll call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe can also detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. And you can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan. And again, get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There is no safe like Simply Safe. So clearly this was a frustrating game for all involved, players, coaches, and fans. And obviously LA did not build off their best win of the season over Tampa Bay with another solid game like we all hoped they would. Uh, you could make the argument that L.A. was the better team, that they played harder. Um, but, like I said, the mistakes that they make seem to lead directly to good scoring chances for the opponent. And the Jets didn't have a lot of shots on goal, but the shots they did have were dangerous shots for the most part. Um, the Kings outshot the Jets 44-19. to The Kings have scored the second most goals in the NHL, 32 on the season. But they've allowed 39 goals, the most goals against in the entire NHL. In their nine games this season, the Kings are averaging, allowing over four goals per game. The Kings have allowed four more goals in seven of their nine games this season. They have a two and five record in those games. And it's not like the coaching staff and management doesn't want the Kings to score goals. They went out and got Kevin Fiala specifically for that reason. The Kings understood that they needed in the offseason to have a better top line, that they needed more scoring punch, and they needed the power play to be better. But not at the expense of their identity, which has been a sound defensive team. I think it's possible to still be a sound defensive team while still being able to score. Uh, and I absolutely think this is fixable for the Kings with more structure and a group that is committed to doing the little things that always eventually turn into big things. Clearing the puck out of your own zone when you have a chance to. Getting the puck in deep instead of turning it over in dangerous areas. I think the Kings would be better suited at this point to be a counterpunching team, play solid defense, and then strike when the opportunity presents itself. That has been a formula for success in the past with the Kings. 
head coach Todd McClellan had some very interesting comments afterwards. Um, he used the word we, but it was pretty clear that he wasn't talking about himself. Uh, he was talking about them, uh, the players. Uh, here's one of the quotes Todd McClellan had after the game. Quote, we still don't know how we want to play, but I would think the experiment of run and gun that we are trying to play, how much more evidence do we need that it doesn't work? End quote. And he also said after the game last night, quote, if that's how we want to play and that's what we are going to keep trying, we are probably going to get the same result. End quote. Uh, are the Kings playing the way Todd McClellan wants them to play? Clearly not. So why not? Um, are, have they tuned the coach out and they're just doing their own thing? And if so, why would they do that? And this is a team that made the playoffs last season. And this is a guy that's not the most demanding coach in the NHL. You know, there are some coaches out there like, uh, John Tortorella or Daryl Sutter that, uh, they're going to put your, put their foot in your backside uh, a lot, or they're going to, they're going to, they're going to scream at you and they're going to yell at you and blah, blah, blah. Tom McClellan's not that guy. So sometimes when you don't have success and you have a coach that's super demanding like that and makes it, uh, you know, puts a lot of pressure on you. Sometimes those players will tune them out and just kind of be like, I'm doing my own thing. I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I can't understand why that would be the case. Um, but I, I'm not, I, I don't have a really good answer to why the Kings are basically not doing what Todd McClellan wants them to do. Um, I, I did find it interesting. And look, what Todd McClellan had to say wasn't wrong. I mean, ultimately, the coach can only tell the players what to do. He can't do it for them. It's Ultimately, it is on the players to do it. And, you know, I don't want to dissect word for word and a lot of the things that coaches say after a game. But, I mean, you do have to listen to what the coach is saying and try and figure out what the messages are. And it, it seems to me that Todd McClellan is basically saying, we're telling them what to do and they're not doing it. And I don't know that that's really the message that, that I would want the coach to, to say, even though it may be hundred percent true. Um, I, I think what I would have preferred to hear Todd McClellan say after that game was, we know the right way to play hockey. We did it last year. And yeah, we've got some new guys in this group, but we know how we're going to play. We're going to keep hammering away at what the right way is to play until we finally get it corrected. I don't know. That's kind of more of what I would have liked to have heard him say rather than the uh, they know what to do and they're not doing it. So and again, it is on the players. Um, they have to do it. They're the ones who are on the ice. You know, you can tell them a million times, get the puck in deep. You know, don't make the fancy play when the easy play is probably what's required and, and you know, things like that. Um, and they have, but they have to do it. So I know Todd McClellan has said, um, when talking about last year's team, as opposed to, you know, this year's team, he said, you know, last year's team, that was their identity. What the identity of this year's team is going to be is to be determined, but it, it's an interesting kind of message, but I, I, I think he's right that just because it happened last year, doesn't mean it's going to happen this year. You have to continue to do the things that gave you success a year ago to this season. Yeah, there's some changes to this group, but it's still pretty much the same core um, intact. So um, I'm very interested to see how the Kings respond to this. Um, just like I was interested to, interested to see how they were going to respond to their best game of the year against the Lightning. Um, it wasn't obviously a very good response, even though they did play great at the start of the season, at the start of the game. I mean, if you watch the start of that game, you're like, we're going to kill these guys. And 
So it's not like the Kings aren't playing hard. Like the effort is there. That's that's probably the most encouraging thing, right? This is not looking at a group that's like giving up. And yeah, the, the shorthanded goal, there were some issues there with, with, you know, not, there were maybe some hustle issues on that one. And that was certainly a key moment of the game. But, you know, you look at the effort level that's being given out and I'm seeing guys playing hard. I'm seeing guys, you know, forechecking hard. I'm seeing guys hustling to back check. Um, but the problem is to me that the Kings, despite the uh, energy they're putting out, when they make a mistake, it's like a big mistake. Like they, when they make a mistake, it always seems to cost them. So, I mean, eliminating mistakes is an obvious answer, but it must be very frustrating as well. When you feel like we're better than these guys, we're out playing these guys, we're out hustling these guys. And yet it's a one goal game after one period where we dominated them, how is this happening? And again, it's, it's those mistakes that are ending up in the back of the Kings net almost all the time. It seems like, so you got to think if they can eliminate more of those mistakes more often than not, then things are going to get better here. Hopefully uh, sooner rather than later, but look, this is a big game coming up for the Kings on Saturday against the Maple Leafs. Um, And I don't want to say, that the result doesn't matter because it does. Every every result matters. Um, but I want to see them just play a better structured game. I want to see them playing a smarter game, but keep playing with the intensity, keep playing with the, you know, the number of shots you're putting on goal, keep playing with, you know, the 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 amount of energy that you're playing with. I think if they just cut down on some of the mistakes, I think they're gonna be okay. But as Todd, Todd McClellan said, um, you would think they would have kind of learned that lesson by now. We're nine games into the season and we're seeing kind of a pattern here, right? Of this free wielding sort of hockey on occasion. And that just doesn't seem to be what the Kings are best at. So uh, big game coming up on Saturday. Uh, the Kings didn't respond the way we had hold, all hoped they would in the big win and strong performance against Tampa Bay by following it up with another one. So let's see how they respond to what was a, a, a very bizarre game where again there was a lot of good things and they looked great at the beginning but in the end just gotta cut down on those mistakes that we've seen throughout the season i think early in the season there were a lot of mental mistakes um and now i'm not sure you know there's it's not bad line changes uh per se or bad penalties they, they've kind of fixed that a little bit but just bad timing when when mistakes are made um so again hopefully we can learn we hopefully the team can learn uh, from this last game, correct a lot of those errors, and, but keep the effort level there and eventually figure out kind of a happy medium to what's going on and and get better results. Um, right now, it's been very disjointed and very inconsistent for the L.A. Kings, and uh, it's not going to be a, a formula for success going forward. Um, and at some point, you, you you're, the excuse of, well, it's early in the season is gone. Um, you know, again, we're we're going to be 10 games into the season here very, very soon. And by the 10, 15 game mark, I think you would certainly hope to see a, a little bit better of a foundation as far as what the team, like I said, the identity is of the team and kind of the structure they're going to play with and how they're going to be going forward. And then as you go forward, you kind of fine tune things and so on and so forth. So still some games to figure it out, but I'm looking forward to the game against a very talented Maple Leafs team on Saturday. Uh, Toronto is not playing their best hockey of the season yet. They just came off a loss in San Jose to a, not a very good team. 
So they're going to be coming to town with uh, a little bit of uh, an attitude as well. So big game on Saturday for the LA Kings. Um, looking forward to seeing how they respond uh, in that one. By the way, the, the game on Saturday is a 4 p.m. face-off, so a little bit different of a, of a start time there. I think it's to accommodate the, the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast. Uh, but the game is going to be televised locally as well. So, again, see how the Kings respond in this win against Toronto. Hopefully, regardless of the result, we see just at least a much more structured uh, effort from the Kings and not a lot of mistakes that end up in the back of the net. If the other team scores, have it be because they you know, made a, a hardworking play or give them credit for what they did, not you know, uh, the Kings uh, giving up something and the other team taking advantage of it. So... Uh, coming up on Monday's show, we're going to talk about the Toronto game, and then we're going to preview their game that is on Monday against the St. Louis Blues as well, and that is on the road as the Kings start a mini three-game road trip coming up. All right, any questions you guys have, you know the email address. If you don't, it is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. Any questions, any comments, welcome them as always, and we read them throughout the show's during the week uh, we invite you to follow us on twitter where we are at locked on la kings and we have the instagram page as well which is at locked on la kings i do want to let you know uh, if you care i will be out at the game uh, against the maple leafs on saturday um, and if you follow us on twitter i'll certainly uh, give a shout out there and uh, if any of the listeners want to meet up and say hi i am more than happy to do that and always like to meet you guys that are supporting the show and uh, are my fellow kings fans out there uh, so again, we'll be back on Monday to recap the game against the uh, the uh, Maple Leafs on Saturday and then preview the St. Louis game coming up on Monday as well. As always, thank you so much for supporting Locked on LA Kings. Hopefully we'll have some uh, more fun things to talk about uh, going forward. Uh, but uh, thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen. Uh, for your second listen, uh, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today, available on the uh, app, uh, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Once again, thank you for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Have a great weekend, and as always, go Kings go.